Welcome to the Leadership Wiley series on suburban small business. In today's episode, I talked to Leadership Wiley Class 20 participant Ricardo Govia. Ricardo is a Parks and Recreation Supervisor for the City of Wiley. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. Hello, Stephen. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Awesome. So I like to start by getting to know kind of your core, like core values. So what would you say makes Ricardo, Ricardo? You know, I think for me, most the most important thing is just trust um, and passion about what you do. Um, trust, passion, and then I guess another big one for me is integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're nothing without integrity, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely, that's one of my core values as well. Which I ended up in a good field for that because accounting is all about trust and integrity and being a good person. <laughs> <laughs> um so you work for the city of Wiley. How yes. long have you how long have you worked there? I've been here now for 22 years. Oh wow. Is that it, did the job bring you to Wiley originally? Uh actually no. Uh actually I went through uh, a bad kind of separation. Mm. I lived in Frisco and Wiley was just going to be a new beginning for me. Um it ended up that uh there was an opening uh, for just a regular um, regular worker, a maintenance worker, and mm-hmm. I applied for it, and uh, I got I got the job. I didn't realize I was going to be here for for twenty two years, but here I am. Yeah. So you started out as a maintenance worker. How many different positions have you had over the years? So I started as a maintenance worker. Um, by the first six months, I already had my uh, pesticide license, and within five years, they had put a position up for a license chemical applicator. I applied for it with a couple other guys and they gave it to me. Uh, Then after that, our crew leader left um, about seven years ago. And then after that, I applied for the crew leader spot and I got that spot. And three years ago, I applied for the supervisor spot and I got that. And that's where I'm currently at. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So, so job, what, uh, was there anything else about Wiley that uh, that appealed to you in terms of uh, moving here and being a part of the community? You know, um, when I first came here, one, one of the things that, that really changed my life was getting into the church. Uh, once I got into the church, um, that helped me to build, you know, values, uh, not only in the church uh, as a leader, but then bringing that into the city of Wiley. And then once I kind of understood how the city of Wiley worked and the positions, it's helped me significantly in being able to integrate that into my job. And I guess the thing for me is, you know, I'm really passionate about what I do, not only in the church, but also in the city. So I want to bring that same, the same, the same that I do in the church, I want to bring it into the work, that same mm-hmm. passion and integrity. Absolutely. And what church is that? Uh, I was going to um, the uh, Pentecostal church in Wiley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were there for 10 years. We started off as a daughter work uh, with like eight members. We uh, grew significantly in that time to a little, over, little bit over 150 members. Oh, wow. We ended up leaving there about 10 years ago. And now we have a church in uh, in Garland. Off oh, okay. of so it's a daughter work, but... We needed a we needed a building because we we grew too fast. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely want to ask more about that in a little bit. 
Sure. Um, so what made you want to join Leadership Wiley? You know, uh, my uh, director, Carmen Palin, had asked me uh, if I was interested in it. And she said it would be something good for me. Uh, you know, I've, I've been here at the city of Wiley for a while and I've been in leadership, but I've never really been in, in, in a position like this and where they teach you more about the city and mm-hmm. about uh, giving back to the city. So I just wanted to see what kind of that all entailed. It's something new for me. So I wanted to participate in it and see how it was going to make me grow more as not only a leader um, here at the at the actual city, but in the community. Absolutely. Has there been any uh, highlights for you over the first two classes that we've done? You know, I like the very first class because I, I never really thought about that. Uh, I know as a speaker, as a minister, it's easy for me because I study the word a lot, but it's more difficult when, um, and like in the positions, I've only been in my position for as a supervisor for four years, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize there was so much in the speaking and and that people paid attention to all of that. So that was just brand new to me. And it was very helpful. We talking about like kind of the leadership training and the disc assessment. Yes. The disc assessment. And I, when I took that, I was like, I don't know how they could tell from that. But then when I got the result backs, so I was like, man, that's me. exactly <laughs> who I am. So I was just kind of, uh, it was just weird that, that they could tell everything, how I thought and how I am. It's, it, I, I didn't get it, but uh, I know that experts put that together. Yeah. Was there anything that um, that the disc assessment kind of, I guess, crystallized in terms of like something that maybe you had thought of before, but like once you read it on paper, you're like, oh my gosh, that is so true. You know, everything went on there was true. When I read everything, mm-hmm. I was just very surprised that it, it just, it said exactly what I was. I mean, I was not, you know, it was just weird to me that I was reading it and it was like I was writing it. Yeah. That that's what kind of it got to me when I first read it. It was a little freaky. It was a little freaky to me <laughs> that that it that it that it was exactly on the point. Yeah. Yeah, just based off of what? It was like questions. Yeah. 50 <laughs> questions or something crazy. Yeah, cuz I had never participated in anything like that before, so I was just really freaked out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um is there a future day uh for leadership Wiley that you're looking forward to more than the others? You know, I'm I'm looking for the class that we're gonna have where we're gonna travel. Uh, I think that one's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to try new things, and I think that one's gonna be a good one for all of us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that class. Have you Have you been to the state capitol? I have never been to the state capitol. This will be the first time I go. That'll yeah. be That'll be a lot of fun. It it will be. We yeah, the trip last year was a lot of fun and it's just interesting to because you know, you hear all the stories of things happening in Austin or whatever and like to actually be in the in the places that are talked about is always a is always a cool, cool moment. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah. So um so you kind of gave us a little bit of what roles you've had um in uh, the uh city of Wiley. Um what has there been any um i guess what along the journey has been surprising for you uh whenever uh, going through those various different roles i'll tell you what it is i kind of got to see a little bit of everything of kind of what the city does a lot of the times when uh citizens come into a park they they just don't realize everything that goes into 
you know, keeping grass green and mowing it and then maintaining it and maintaining the facilities. And throughout all the positions that I've been, I've learned just so much on what it takes. And now that I'm in a leadership position, it's easier for me to understand my guys because I've been out there doing what they do. Uh, so it's been it's been easier for me to help them because I understand exactly the days in and days out of daily operations because I've been there doing all the exact things. That, and that's helped me as a supervisor, uh, being able to take care of them because I see them as my family. You know, when, when we're out here, uh, I, I know the things and the struggles that I went through. Uh, I knew the the situation. So it's it's helped me to be a better supervisor because I've been in all those roles. Absolutely. What's been your biggest adjustment to uh, becoming a supervisor rather than being a worker? You know, my I think my biggest adjustment, I just didn't realize how much uh, pers- how persons in, in, in management, how much they had to do. I just thought that they were in the office and I'm like, well, man, what do they do? I mean, we're out here working and getting it. What are they doing there? But man, I didn't realize there's so much work. They just sit in the office all day and do nothing. And there is, I mean, there's calls. You have to call contractors. Uh, You have to get uh, quotes. You have to call. uh, There's just a lot of work that goes into being in the office. I would say even more than what is what's out in the field. Obviously, that's physical. But Mm -hmm. there's just more that goes into this when you're in the office than when you're out there. That's that's what's really surprising to me. Yeah, I think someone once told me, and I don't know if I 100% agree with it, but someone told me like whenever you get into management, the first part of your day is going to be helping manage everybody else and getting them to, you know, where they need to be to do their job. And then the second part of the day is just you trying to get your job done. (laughs) You kind of have to help everybody and then also still do the things that you're expected to do on top of that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and, you know, I have a good leadership team, so I have leaders that I have in my uh, under me that help me a bunch on that because I don't think I would be able to do do it without them. Now I'm still out there, you know, checking on the various projects uh, mm-hmm. and the things that we do, but I'm thankful that I got them that they can oversee a little bit of it because it, it is a bunch of stuff, especially in in our jobs that are they're in management. There's just so much to do. What what's something you wish the public knew about? being a city of Wiley maintenance worker or maintenance worker, or, you know, one of the guys on your crew or in the parks and recs department in general? I would just have to say that, uh, you know, it, there, there's so much work that we do that I think they don't realize. And, you know, we'd like to get to everything. And I think sometimes they think that we have the time just to move from, from one thing to another thing, but it doesn't, there's just so much work, so much work that we, we just had to strategize to be able to get to, and now we're going to get to them, but it's just going to take a little while because we're very, very busy. And I, I think that's something that, that maybe they think that that we're not, but uh, if I could, I would let them know just how busy we really are. Yeah. With the, uh, the city of Wiley growing so rapidly, has that affected your role over the past three years? Like, how, um, has it, uh, evolved your role at all? It has, you know, we just, we've had to learn, uh, new things, you know, how to work different programs. Uh, how, because, you know, back back when I first started, I mean, we really didn't use computers. Usually it was just the, the, the crew leader would use it and then everybody else was in the field. But now we've, we've involved even the leaders in it because we're trying to help them to be able to grow into our positions. So basically I'm, I'm training the next guys be, below me to take my position, mm-hmm. to know what I do, to, 
And so it's it's more training we've had to, so that way we can train them up with all the things that we that we have coming up, which in the past that didn't really matter. But now there's so much growth in Wiley that you know it's very important that that we teach the next guys coming up. Mm-hmm. So as park supervisor, where you I I know we had talked about a couple couple weeks ago that you you said you're you're not that far away from retirement. Is that what? Who, well, how far away from retirement were you? You know, I'm it, I'm 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 kind of just taking it a few years at a time. Yeah. I really love what I do. I think it's because I just be, I'm a fresh. I just became a supervisor. Uh-huh. So I really love what I do. I love interacting with people. I'm over, you know, projects. So I take a lot of pride into the projects I do, special events. I I, I love what I do right now. I don't see myself retiring soon but i know the day's gonna come i'm just gonna take it you know just five years at a time and then we'll see what what the future brings but i have other plans of things that i want to do uh, but for right now i'm very happy where i'm at awesome yeah i that's kind of the attitude i took towards uh so in, uh, i started my career in public accounting and public accounting is notorious for like you do you do your time and then you go somewhere else <laughs> or, or you stay for the the uh, hockey stick trajectory in terms of your compensation. Um, there's a carrot at the end of the stick, but most people leave at like either two years or like five to six years, um, and then the rest stay forever. Um, but I always kind of went into each year of like I'll know when I know, and like there's no reason to be like, oh, I'm at my two year mark and I set that two years ago, so like working on more current information now, like I'll, I'll, I'll evaluate it as I go. And I think I'll just know what time when it's time. And it, that ended up being true. I just, it's just a feeling you end up getting and you're like, okay, I, I feel good about this. I, I think so. I think that's going to be with me. I don't know when it's time, but like I said, right now I'm really enjoying it. And so I'm going to keep, you know, putting all myself into it and what I can give to it. And so absolutely, I'm still here. So you talked about special events and the projects. Um, now I'm assuming with the holiday season coming up, we have several of these special events and different projects coming up. So what, what exciting things do we have going on at the parks department in Wiley? So, you know, we just, we just did Buon Ballard and that was mm-hmm. a very big success for us. That's one of our biggest events. I oversee, you know, all the preparations for it, um, all the maintenance for it, you know, when it starts and when it ends uh, that that's a, that's a big, big event for us. Our next big event is going to be on December the 3rd which is going to be the arts festival. And then the next day after that, we're going to have the, the parade and the tree lighting, which is a big event for us also where, uh, you know, we have the community come out and just have a good time. We have, you know, free rides and things for the kids. And for us, you know, this is, this is one of the best times of the year. We take pride in putting up decorations and lights just so we can make, you know, we can see those kids happy on that day and parents. And uh, so that the Christmas parade, and, and we also have the, you know, the train that comes in, the KCS mm-hmm. that comes in, that's another big event for us. So yeah, we're, we're preparing for those two events here in December. And I know as a, as a father of a couple of toddlers, um, you had mentioned to me about uh, potential new parks and splash pads around the city. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about those? Sure. So yeah, we're, we're in the process now and it's already being built. So we're building a dog park. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there in right there on City Hall, um, in an area that we had, we're building, and it's going to be a big park. It's going to have three different sections for dogs. Uh, 
Oh, wow. And I think that's very exciting. We, we should be ending that project here probably like by the end of November, mm. maybe early December. It's going to be opening. We're going to have a grand opening for that. At the same time, we're building two splash pads, one at Community Park right there mm-hmm. by, the, by the pavilion, by the playground, mm-hmm. and another one in East Meadow over there by City Hall, okay. the walking trail. So we're going to, and they're both going to have brand new restroom facilities. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's those, those are set to be completed by March, April of next year. Now don't mm-hmm. take my word on that, but that's what we're kind of, when we're looking of trying to open them before the summer. Be ready by splash pad season. Be ready by splash pad season. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a, as a father of somebody who's still in the midst of potty training i appreciate all uh <laughs> bathroom facilities that are close <laughs> you never know when that next emergency is about to happen <laughs> yeah um what's uh what's a project over the past uh, really over your career at city of wiley that you you look back on and you you really have a sense of pride about you know one of the projects that we did i guess we did it about 3 years ago um, we put in a brand new irrigation system in Creekside. Mm-hmm. Um, we drew up the plans. We we bought all the material. We put it in. And for me, it was just a great accomplishment that I could do something like that uh, with with all the other guys that we have. Because you know, a lot a lot of the cities will will get that uh, taken care of through contractors. Mm-hmm. But we did it with the workers that we get we had here, and we put it in within three days. Uh, to wow. me, that was a very big accomplishment. It just speaks to what you can do when people get on the same page and when you have a good plan and know what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, what are some uh, unexpected challenges you faced lately? You know, it's for me, I think as a supervisor, it's just, um, you know, working with the different personalities at work, working with personnel, you have to know how to how to handle the situations. Um, and it's, 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 it's helping me, it's helped me in my life to grow also to be able to work through those situations, those things that, you know, you don't see those when you're a regular worker, but when you're in management, a lot of what you do is with personnel. And that that's been a big part of me just growing up, being able to know how to handle those situations. Yeah. Um, What's something you're focused on right now, other than other than the events we just mentioned, but something you're focused on? You know, uh, one one of my big focuses is is my ministry. Uh, I'm real. Um, that's always been one of my priorities. I say I, I could say probably it's my biggest. Now I enjoy the city of Wiley, but as a minister for me, it's very important. So I'm always working on what else that I can do to reach out, uh, to reach out to the community, reach out to my uh, my church, you know, where I go and mm. just what can I do to help somebody else out and to reach out to them? To me, that's that, you know, I'm always working on what, what can I, what can I do? What can I do to reach out? What can I do to help? You know, what can I do to be, you know, a better minister? Mm-hmm. What's a, what was the, uh, origin story of you getting into ministry? So I, I'll let you know how kind of that happened. So when I first came uh, into the church, obviously I was had been going through a lot of problems, mm-hmm. a big separation. My my brother in law was actually a minister already in the church, and he mm-hmm. he he just encouraged me. He said, you know, if you want to come, it's there. Uh, once I got into it, and um, I, you know, once once I came into the church and and I got serious about it, 
uh, it just changed my life. I wanted to help out and do that anything that I could to help somebody out after, you know, I received that the peace that I needed for myself. I wanted to give back, you know, that was the main thing I wanted to give back. And through, through my years in the ministry, I've learned, you know, that the best thing to do is to give back, you know, what, what they've given to you. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm very, very encouraged on just keep out, just keeping reaching out to, to people. Absolutely. Do you have a particular favorite way that you like to give back? You know, there's, I've done different ways, um, different things. I've, I've visited, you know, hospitals and, and, and shared the word with people. Uh, I also did a, I used to do a weekly Bible study. Mm -hmm. I would go into different people's houses and give Bible studies in their homes. I did that for about 10 years where I was doing that on Fridays and I would go just to reach out. Uh, to try to get people, the people that weren't comfortable with coming to the church, mm -hmm. if I could reach them there, then that would be a stepping stone for them coming, you know, into a church. Because it's very intimidating when you come in, into a church for the first time. I think mm -hmm. when you're in a church, you don't understand, but it's intimidating for, for somebody. You got to stand. That's the first time that they go in one of those places. So just trying to make people comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the word. Yeah, I I can think of like, in the eighth grade, we moved, um, we moved towns. So go walking into school for the first time, uh, into a brand new school. I'd been going to the same school's system and had known the same people since I was two, you know, like, so we moved to towns completely. And just that first day of being in, you know, basically shell shock of like, wow, like I am in a, I am a fish out of water here. Like, I don't know anybody. All these people know each other. Um, and to add the, um, especially like if someone's new to Christianity or church in general, um, and whether it be Christianity or, you know, any faith, that's just an intimidating thing to walk into. If you're not, you know, just anytime you go into somewhere where everybody knows each other, but you don't know anybody. <laughs> Or maybe you know one person that always makes things uh, a lot easier. Or if a friendly face like Ricardo comes up and and makes it a little easier for you to be there, um, yeah, that's an intimidating. Certainly, and you know when when I was in the church, they they taught us how to greet people, mm -hmm. uh, you know how to be courteous, how to how to you know you know be just hospitable to people coming in, and I think that's very important, you know, because like I said, a lot of people they come in. I remember even coming to the church and. The pastor would say like, "Hey, you want? We want to welcome Ricardo," and it made me feel real special that they would go out of their way to even say my name. Mm -hmm. I think that goes a long way, you know, to show people that we do care about them. Yeah, you have any tips that you've learned over the years of how to be more hospitable? You know, just 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 be your person and and, and just be yourself and 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 always, you know, talk to people. You know, make make it a habit to to know somebody because I think a lot of the times. Uh, as 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 persons you know we we tend to um, see people and not really get to know them so we we already make an assumption of what they are but then when you start talking to people you realize oh man this person is not totally what I thought he was because we just mm -hmm. make those assumptions as as people I mean that, that's just the way that we are it's our it's in our nature but yeah. then when you get to know people man you, you there's a whole world out there of what they are and what, you know, the special things that they've been through. And, and, and I'm just good to people. And I always knew my pastor always told me, if you're good to people and you're friendly to them, they're going to love you, Ricardo, no matter what you preach, 
Absolutely. going to receive it because you love them because you care for them mm-hmm. and they're going to receive anything you say you know where whether it's it's truth yeah <laughs> obviously you know yeah i think i think authenticity is so important and when we're we're not who we are not only is it a drain on us yeah but typically people figure it out over time of like and that just you know it goes back to what you said at the very beginning of trust integrity like if you're not being who you are like how can i have trust and trust your integrity exactly um, if you're not who you are from the from the beginning yeah and i um, think that's i think that's very 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 important yeah yeah first impressions are huge too it's sometimes hard to take that narrative out of our own head of the first impression even if it's wrong um so if we can come with a good first impression and be welcoming and, and, uh, hospitable that, that definitely helps. So what, uh, we kind of talked about, you know, so- sometimes trying to get the story behind the story of not necessarily, um, you know, judging someone by the the very first time they meet them. And, you know, maybe once they get more comfortable, they'll open up a little bit. So what's something about you that surprises people? Oh, I think that I'm very quiet. I don't, I don't speak a lot. It's just, that's just kind of the person that I am. I I, I like to get to know people first before, you know, I, I really come out as who I am. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I've always, that's always been just the way that I am. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just really quiet when the people first meet me. And then, you know, once I get comfortable with somebody and the trust is there, you know, then I'll, We'll talk a little bit more about different things. I'm just real more closed up than than the normal person. So once somebody gets to know you, what's the uh, what's the what's the thing that they're like? Wow, like I didn't realize you did that. I'd have to say probably my ministry, mm-hmm. ministry and what I do. And uh, you know, I've been I've been in the church now for 22 years, the same amount as as I've been at the city. And uh, I, you know, the the thing with with religion and stuff is, you know, what, what I feel, you know, my, my thing is I, I don't push that on anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'll, if somebody asks me about what I believe, I'll, I'll tell them, but I feel that we should be courteous to everybody mm-hmm. and, you know, cause everybody believes a little bit differently. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always just real careful what I say um, because I want to help people more, more than anything. And, and I think it, it it's, you know, everybody, everybody goes to different places and I think that's okay, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, but just to be respectful of other people. Yeah. And I think, uh, there's a lot of room to use the teachings of Christianity and live a life through compa- compassion and like being truly understanding of what other people may have a different opinion. Um, and you don't have to bring up your religion and doing any of that. Like you right, talked right. about, you know, yeah, and and like, I think, yeah, go ahead. No. And I, and I think that that's what it is. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm real reserved and I don't ever bring anything of that up. So they're like, man, you're a minister. Why yeah. didn't you ever say it before? That's the thing. I don't want to come up as thinking, Oh, this is just a, another religious guy. He's going to tell me what I'm doing right or wrong. I don't want him to get that impression. So I don't bring that up. Yeah. And, you know, in conversations. Yeah, I know in our conversations, I feel like I've, there's always, there's been something I've been surprised by. And that, that was one of them uh, of like, oh, really? Like, okay. And then there's been a couple of times like, I'm like, man, you got a lot of layers. Like, there's just, 
<laughs> you know, getting to know, but that's just getting to know someone's that process is so fun to me and just mm-hmm. like understanding all the different aspects of somebody and not just necessarily like what the role is or, you know, what, you know, what they do as a profession. Cause there's a lot to more to us than just what we do for work. So is there, is there something else you're passionate about? Uh, you know, I'm passionate about the city, you know, uh, I, I really am. Um, uh, what I do up here to me is very important. I take pride in what I do and the guys that I train and I try to instill that into them uh, to be real passionate about what we do, you know, because we're doing it for, for the citizens of Wiley. Uh, it's not just a job for me, but I'm real passionate about it. And, and to me, it's, it's very important that my guys feed off of that and they do. And I'm thankful for that. So, you know, I strive to, uh, to, to really be a, one of the core leaders in, in the city of Wiley, not just, not just, this is my job, but I'm real passionate about what I do up here. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's a hierarchy um, that I've heard before is there's like, there's jobs, there's careers, and then there's callings. Mm -hmm. And the people who are most satisfied with what they do are the ones who consider their, their work a calling. Um, So, you know, the example was like, you know, a bricklayer, a guy who just has a job is like, well, I lay bricks. And then the career is well, I get to build things. And then the calling is like, without me, these cathedrals would not get built. And, you know, like uh, just being passionate about what we're doing, I think is different than necessarily like following your passion, which I think is the current advice a lot of people give is like, follow your passion. But I think we can be passionate about different things. And sometimes it's a developed passion. Yes. Yes. Is is that something you've found? Is that you've developed developed a passion for the city over time? I have. You know, again, when I first started, I didn't really think I was going to be here that long. I was going through a real bad separation, so I wanted to go back to school. Uh, I wanted to get an education, and then once I got on in here, you know, I just started loving what I was doing. I'm never thinking that I was going to be in management when I kept going, and and you know, my perspective has changed totally since. I came into management and that's just something that I didn't really perceive when I first started, you know, I just thought I was going to be a maintenance worker for the rest of rest of my life, but I didn't realize that this was something that I could achieve. So yeah, it's, it's, it definitely changed over time uh, in the different positions that I've been in. And, and I'm thankful for that because I want to keep growing. Yeah, You know, I don't just want to be a supervisor, but I want to be a better supervisor. So I'm always looking, what can I do? to better myself as a supervisor. Leadership right. is going to help me to be a better supervisor. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for what can I do uh, to be better? Absolutely. Uh, you got to keep doing that. I don't think we ever stop growing. Yeah. Um. So if you could go back 22 years ago to when you first got a job as a maintenance worker for the city of Wiley, and you told that guy, hey, in 22 years, one, you'll still be here. Two, you'll be in management. What would be 20, 22 years ago's self's uh, reaction to that? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you, you you don't ever, when you're there, you don't see, you don't see 20 years into the future, no. especially when you're younger. You don't, you don't see that. Uh, I, I would, I try to tell that to all the younger kids that come in and I tell them, you know, what, what a, um, a good job this could be and maybe lead to management. 
but I don't leave it at that. I tell them what they need to do. If if this is the if this is what they want to achieve, I show them exactly what they need to do to get into the role like where I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that my supervisor did when I was at that position. And I didn't realize that it would get me to the position that I'm at today. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And it's, it's awesome for them to be able to look at you and say, well, okay, the path is there clearly. Like that's what you did. Mm -hmm. Like it's sometimes easy to give lip service of like, yeah, you just do this and this, but like to have walked the path as well, it just gives, gives you that much more authority over, over that. Definitely. I think so. So one of the things I like to do is get a question from the previous guest. They don't know who they're asking the question to, and I will get your question after this as well. Um, So uh, they asked this question. If you could change one thing about your business or career, what would it be? About my business or career. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would change anything of what I, what I'm doing. Um, again, I'm very happy in what I do. Um, honestly, Stephen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth on just the way that I am. Uh, I'm very happy with what the Lord has given me mm-hmm. and I would be satisfied with whatever he would give me because I know that's what he would want for me. Now that's just me personally speaking. Uh, I, love I, it. I know that he can open up any doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was something that I wanted to be rich and he didn't want me to be, then I would feel that that's what he wanted for me. I, I really, mm-hmm. I pray about everything. I yeah. prayed about the house that, that I have now. And I asked him to give me direction on that, where he wanted me to be. So I, I'm I'm very comfortable in what I am. And, and if this is where it goes, I'd be comfortable with that. If that's all the Lord wanted me for, even in ministry. Also, if, if this is the last of where he wanted me to be, that's where I want to know. But if he impresses me to go any higher than, but I'm, I'm going to be happy with what he wants for me and for my life. That's amazing. Yeah. I actually listened to a podcast this morning and it was talking about, um, I believe the terms were maximizers and satisficers and maximizers are the ones trying to get every ounce of joy or every ounce of, um, things out of, out of life. And they just need everything to be maximal and everything has to be the exact correct answer. Whereas satisficers are more like, well, I have this and it's good enough. Like I feel pretty good about this. And the people who end up having being happier over time are the satisficers and the ones that are content with where they're at and what they have and happy about, you know, if more comes great, but you know, we're, we're happy with what we have, uh, grateful for where we're at in life. Um, and I think, I think that's reflected in what, what you just said is, you know, if if there's a different journey coming, you're happy to go on it, but that doesn't mean you're any less happy with what you have currently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that word you use is uh, grateful. Uh-huh. Very grateful. Very grateful for where I'm at. Awesome. Well, I wanted to turn the tables and give you an opportunity to ask a question of me. So the question that I wanted to ask you is, Leadership Wiley, why do you think it's so important for leaders to be to be involved in it? Um, I think, I think it's hard to be a leader when you don't have a full picture of what's going on. And I think leadership Wiley is just the first step of getting that full picture of the various variables that go into a community. Um, 
I don't think you can take leadership Wiley and just end there. I think the journey continues after that, but it's a great first step and a primer into the various areas. You know, we, we, we go into very, you know, pretty much all the different facets of the city, whether it be the police, you know, the emergency services or the the city itself or the economic development center or the state government or, You just don't have a full appreciation for all of the different facets that are happening around you until you start getting a look. And I feel like the uh, leadership Wiley is just scratching the surface, but you got to scratch the surface somehow. So I think it's a great opportunity to not only get connected and learn more about the community and the different facets, but also do it with other people who are in those various areas as well. Um, so I think it's just as valuable about learning the different, uh, areas of your community that are making your community go as it is to connect with the other people that are within the class. Wow, man. I'm ready for the journey. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I've enjoyed it. Just a few first few classes we've had. I'm really excited. excited. Yeah. And I think just anytime you can do something with a group of people over time, I think you just form a bond that is just different than than other bonds that can be created yeah it's special i'm I'm enjoying it definitely so i know you had mentioned in one of our previous conversations and you kind of mentioned you know talking to the younger guys that come in uh as as um entry level um at city of wiley but is uh you had mentioned mentoring youth um and younger people is is a passion of yours as is that just part of the ministry or is that just in general you know that's that's part of my ministry you know i i got married really young and uh because i did you know i i wasn't i don't think that i was ready for it um and so i i just want to be able to mentor you know younger kids to make better decisions. I think when you're young, it's, it's hard to make those decisions and you see the youth, you know, you know, making those same mistakes that we do. Uh, and I just want to reach out to them and help them out and help them make better decisions. You know, I didn't, I didn't have my father growing up and I only had my mom growing up and I needed him many, many times that I can remember if I can be just, just somebody that can talk into them and give them a little bit of advice uh, because I do care about them. You know, I care about people as a minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that the Lord has taught me more is to really care about who each, each and every, every youngster that comes through there. So, um, I really care about it and I want to help them out. Not, not to, not to make the same mistakes that I do so mm-hmm. I can help them in their life, you know, cause like I said, I didn't have a role model. Uh, maybe I can be that role model to help them out, you know, to, to make a better decision. You know, I want to be there for, for the youth mm-hmm. of today. So one of the marks of a good mentorship is um, it's a two-way street in terms of you're teaching them, but they're also teaching you. What are some of the things that you've learned from being a mentor? You know, that 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 that, that young kids, you know, they, they are looking for a mentor. They're looking for somebody to help them. And, and that we got to realize that, you know, the youth, they don't think like adults. They, it's a different thought. So you have to think like them, you know, you have to think, in, 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 in the shoes that they're in. So anytime that I'll talk to them, it, it, you just really got to learn to listen to them when they're talking to you. I think that's the biggest thing because that's the biggest thing about the youth, man. They, they, they want somebody that 
that will listen to them. They just want to be seen and be heard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a great lesson. And one that I work on personally, because it's, I sometimes have the tendency to think ahead of like what I'm going to say rather than be in the moment and really digest what is happening in front of me. Um, and uh, that's one of the things I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but that's part of the reason why I've been doing this is it's been fun for me because it's been an exercise of um, intentionality and presence uh, and having to make sure I stay engaged in the conversation in terms of listening and not think too far ahead in terms of, well, what, what is my next question going to be? And I'm definitely not perfect at it. And I definitely, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, cause sometimes my head just starts spinning of questions I want to ask, but it's like, okay, <laughs> stop. You're, you're very, you're very good at it. You're very good at it. I appreciate it. Um, What's something you've been reading, watching, or listening to lately? Uh, you know, I don't I don't watch a lot of stuff. I like watching sports, like watching sports a lot, and I like reading my obviously my Bible a lot. If I read anything more than anything, I like read I like reading the Bible. I don't read a lot of books. Um, and the reason I, I read the Bible a lot is because I, I just want to be prepared every time when I go into the pulpit. Mm-hmm. But when I read or when I teach, I want to be able to give good facts and, and, and good scripture when, when I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. So I'm always constantly reading the Bible. Absolutely. Studying. You mentioned sports. What are your teams? What are we watching? Oh, Cowboys, Cowboys, Rangers. Uh, World I'm Series champs, baby. Yeah, I just I'm crazy about football and baseball. So I, I like the Cowboys and I like the Rangers and I've been a fan ever since I can remember back yeah. into uh, the Danny White, that um, Danny White and uh, uh, all those players back in the past in the eighties. Yeah, so I've, always, I've always been a fan. I just didn't jump on when they when they won the Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, the Rangers winning the World Series was a uh, surprising. Uh, it was, and still doesn't feel real to me. Um, my mom sent me a picture of me when I was like three or four. Yeah. I'm just decked out in Rangers gear. Um, yeah, I, I followed them when you know when they had Ruben Sierra and oh Peter yeah, and Peter and Cabello back in back in the eighties. Yeah, uh, and it's it's amazing that they. I, I never thought they were going to win this, a World Series. No, because the narrative around the Rangers for <laughs> you know sixty years has been we're pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Other than like a three-year pocket in the 90s and then a three to four to maybe five-year pocket in the uh in the early 2010 time frame uh for the first part of that decade um we've been pretty awful um but to win the world series has been a uh it's been a joy for me personally um used to do my birthday parties out at the old ballpark in our ballpark in arlington oh so, yeah 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 we'd we'd sit out in the outfield and you know, the middle of August, the weather was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, those, those were my birthday parties most summers. So that yeah, was there's, fun. No, there's nothing like going out to the ballpark, man. It's, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. And I, I was, was just happy that, that I was here to see them win the world series. I know. Yeah. It only took them 60, 60 years. <laughs> so hopefully it's not 60 more until the next one, but oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, 
what would be your advice to someone who's interested in uh, mentoring youths? I would say, man, just put all your passion into it. Uh, don't don't just see it as a as a something that you want to do, but make sure that you're passionate about it. Uh, I would say it this way: you know, a lot of people want to be teachers, but they're not passionate about it. Bringing that passion is going to make you a whole lot better of a teacher, of a mentor. Don't just do it because you want to do it. Do it because it's a passion of yours and just give yourself all to it. Yeah. I think that's so true of like some people just want to be considered experts. So they want to look like a teacher, but they don't really want to do the whole teaching thing, (laughs) (laughs) which is a real issue. Um, oh man, sorry, got lost. Um, and is there any question I haven't asked you today that you were hoping I would ask you? No, I mean, you, you've been really good, really good at your questions. I was really nervous about what you were going to ask, but you made it just a whole lot easier for me to, to answer. No, I mean, I I don't think there was a question that I, that I, that I can think of that you were going to make that you haven't made. You're, you're the expert in you. It's, it's easy. It's just a conversation. <laughs> so what would be, what would be your message to anybody who's nervous about coming on the podcast? Man, don't be nervous. Uh, just be yourself. And, uh, uh, you know, who you are is going to come out in your answers. Yeah. What you say. Yeah. See everybody who hasn't been on yet. Like it's not, not something to stress about. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. I've had a good time. Good. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, is there um, is a is there a better good way to do so? Sure, they can. They if they need any help with anything in the city, uh, they can reach me at ricardo.govea at wileytexas.gov. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today, Ricardo, and I'm looking forward to uh, watching my kids splash around on those splash pads next year. Oh, great. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. To open those up. And just one last reminder to those listening, December 3rd, Arts Festival, and December 4th is the parade and tree lighting. So uh, get excited about that. Thanks. Thank you, Stephen.